to Parse, the official podcast of the Elaheo Midyar Mir Jalali Institute of Iranian Studies at the University of Toronto. In Persian, Parse means strolling or wandering around as an observer of contemporary life and modernity. In a similar spirit, our podcast Parse aims to take our listeners on an intellectual stroll in the field of Iranian studies, where they can listen to different ideas from leading thinkers, academics, activists, and authors in the discipline. Our podcast will provide thought-provoking excerpts from lectures and seminars organized by the Iranian Studies Institute at U of T to make the extensive work we do with our partners more accessible to academics and non-academics alike across Canada and beyond. The 32nd episode of Parse is an excerpt from a lecture given by Arizu Azad on the Bamiyan Papers, a series of unpublished documents from the Bamiyan area in central Afghanistan made publicly available only in the last decade. Dr. Azad's team at the University of Oxford, named the Invisible East, has been using these documents to provide a completely new discourse about the Eastern Islamic and Iranian world focused on social history. By using primary source documentation of land holdings, taxation, family relationships, and economic affairs, the Invisible East team can draw a new interpretation of the history of the Eastern Iranian world, where the common folk are at the forefront rather than the elites, as commonly done before. Arizu Azad is a senior research fellow at the University of Oxford and was a lecturer in medieval history at the University of Birmingham. She's a historian of the medieval Islamicate East and has previously worked on the staff of international charities and the United Nations in strategy development and fundraising. As an academic researcher, Dr. Azad has authored a monograph on the social gender landscape and the topographic history of medieval Balkh. Azad leads the Invisible East program at the University of Oxford, which is funded by the European Research Council and involves the study of documents, literary sources, and material culture from medieval Afghanistan and Central Asia. I'm very proud and honored to be able to speak to you today um, to present to you my own research and that of my team uh, at the Invisible East, hosted at the University of Oxford. So I will introduce you now to a hugely important set of documents, which we call the Bamiyan Papers from Medieval Afghanistan. And I will round off this talk with some examples of documents um, coming from a particular uh, chancery archive, previously lost, that we have identified in the Bamiyan papers. What we, could, uh, what we do at the Invisible East is essentially we decipher texts written in various languages of the Eastern Iranian world, known as Khorasan, extending over parts of modern day Iran, Afghanistan, Uzbekistan, and Tajikistan. During what is really the formative period of Perso-Islamic civilization from the 8th to the 13th century, so about 200 to 600 years after the time of the Prophet Muhammad. Um, we use these texts to nuance our understanding of the history of the region during the first 500 years of Islamic rule and medieval presence in the area. So the crux of this research is that our texts are 
new and exciting because they are documents. That is, documents are day-to-day -day bits of paper, sometimes just little scraps, this small, which one scholar who worked with similar material from medieval Egypt has called sacred trash. So scraps like these have literally been pulled out of rubbish dumps, or in the case uh, on this slide, uh, we are looking at a what was a long forgotten and closed room in a synagogue in Cairo opened up only a century ago. This particular group of 400,000 folios became known as the Cairo Geniza, and it spurned a massive subfield in its own right with significant institutional support over the past three to four generations of scholars, now under the tutelage of Professor Marina Rusto at Princeton University, who manages a substantial team of researchers still going through the, some of these sheets that you are looking at. And Marina is also one of our board members. The Cairo Geniza documents are not all religious or Jewish, by the way, in case that's what you thought. Many of the folios you're looking at were recycled on paper that was already written on by people like Islamic judges, Qazis, or state, collector, state tax collectors. So to the social historian like myself, who likes to get into the heads of a wide variety of people, not just rulers, kings and queens, and their entourage who only made up a small percentage of the medieval population. So to people like us, documents like these are literally a gold mine. Reza Jan, next please. Invisible East is essentially where the Cairo Geniza researchers were in their first decade of their um, research a century ago. I was extremely fortunate to receive funding that enabled us to break into and change a traditional approach in Iranian and Islamic studies in the scholarship, which is focused still largely on rulers and long text manuscripts and chronicles. And important as they are, they don't tell us about regular people very much. Changing scholarly traditions isn't an easy thing, and it'll take us time and sustained support to get there. Many academic institutions, like most other bureaucracies, are simply resistant to change. The highly prized and almost impenetrable European Research Council likes to support exactly this kind of research that goes against the grain and challenges long accepted traditions that perhaps were not empirically researched, enough when they became accepted knowledge or pseudo-knowledge as one scholar has called it. The European Research Council invites us to come up with alternative explanations and is generous in its funding for doing so. So I was able to obtain a grant, which seems somewhat ironic to receive it from Europe in the current Brexit uh, context, but don't worry, the British have also supported us, as have the Germans, the place of my birth and formative years. It seems that everyone liked our approach of nuancing and refining the way that history of this region has been told into what is essentially a people's history. I'm pleased that this support that we have received has enabled us to keep working and hacking away at the edifices of our somewhat calcified field for at least another two years. And I'm mainly talking about research on the pre-modern history of the Iranian world. 
Our medieval documents include contracts, personal and official letters, memorandums between lower level administrators, including police officers deployed in the countryside. Some of our scholars worked on documents written in Iranian languages that you may not have heard of, and you're not alone. That includes Bactrian, Sogdian, or Middle Persian. Each of these sets has left behind a stunning amount of documentary material, most of which has yet to be written up into the historical narrative. The focus of my talk today is on the Persian documents, which have been studied by our Persian team, which includes, you can see on the slide, Pejman Firuzbach, who is in Hamburg, myself in Oxford, recently joined by Ophir Chaim in Jerusalem, and Nabi Sari, who, both of whom are in this call, and Sari joined us from his hometown in Ruhr in Afghanistan last year after the Taliban takeover. We have student helpers too, and an IT expert who is preparing a digital platform on which you, all of you, will be able to search and read the documents in all kinds of interactive and cool ways. Meanwhile, the famous Islamic historian, Hugh Kennedy, has been, has been my guiding star on Arabic long texts or chronicles that deal with the political history of the Abbasid Caliphate, which was, of course, ruling uh, at this time when our documents were written. We are also supported by a fantastic advisory board of scholars who are based all over at universities in France, Germany, Cambridge, Princeton, and more. Our journey at Invisible East really started when Pejman and I began looking at the documents we now call the Bamiyan Papers. They've been brought by the, bought, sorry, by the National Library of Israel between 2013 and 2016 from Afghanistan, and the NLI then digitized them quickly and made them publicly available. All we knew were that they had some kind of connection to Bamiyan, and the Israelis called them the Afghan Geniza. It's a label we now avoid since the word Geniza refers to a Jewish storage place for discarded sheets of paper, while it's unlikely that most, if any, of our texts were ever inside a Geniza. Why would the Israelis think that, you may ask? Well, amongst the 222 sheets that they bought, were some written in Hebrew script Persian or Judeo-Persian. There was perhaps also a wish to link the Bamiyan papers, in name at least, to the well-known set of documents from Egypt, the Cairo Geniza, that I mentioned earlier. The 222 sheets are dated between the year 1000 and the year 1221 of the Common Era, so they span a 220-year period. Amongst the oldest sheets in the set, which we call phase one, some are written in Judeo-Persian and some in New Persian, which is used today. That's Arabic script Persian. They date from the early 11th century in the Ghaznavid period, which makes them, and take note, the oldest known New Persian documents in the world. And in fact, almost the oldest New Persian writing of any genre. So here's a timeline that my colleague Pejman has put together and it's available on our website. 
um, if um, if you're wondering here in this timeline, if you're wondering why the Shahnameh doesn't appear here amongst the oldest Persian texts, that's because the original has not survived. The oldest Shahnameh copy, for example, is 200 years newer than the oldest of our documents. So in the Bamiyan papers, we have some of the oldest surviving examples of Persian writing in the world, and it's a thousand year, years old. Thank you for listening to this episode of Parse. Your support is invaluable to us. To like, share, or listen to our latest episodes, please head to our pages on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. To watch the complete seminars, please head to the Elaheo Midyar Mirjalali Institute for Iranian Studies website and YouTube page, which are linked in the description. See you again on our next episode.